to the challenge. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Right Reality Podcast. I am Steve and... And I am Baruch. Whoa! I'm out of retirement. Hi, Brooke. Hi. How's it going? It's going. It is going. You know, it takes a very special person to bring me out of retirement, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) And we have just the man to do it. (laughs) We do. We do. We have an interview coming up in just a few moments with, some might say, Mount Rushmore of challengers all time. Mm. Easily challenge Hall of Fame. For sure. The one and only... Wes will be joining us in a few moments. Yes. And I was like, I got to get Brooke. I got to get Brooke on this. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, say no more. <laughs> Here I come. Literally. Mixie was like, I understand the importance of this interview. I will step aside. <laughs> I don't have five to seven seasons, obviously. I need to like, you you handle it yourself or you call for reinforcements. And I decided... <laughs> I needed to call for a little reinforcements. Also, yes. it's been a while since people have heard from you, unless they're yeah. listening to the 80 other podcasts <laughs> that you are on currently in the world that yeah. occupy, occupy all your time. How are yeah. things going for you? Things are good. I, you know, I'm getting busier and busier, but I like it. I'm enjoying it. Uh, but it's nice to do this every once in a while, you know, like I still got the poster on the wall. Like I do see it. I'm still, you know. It's there. We put so. the band back together almost for all the time. <laughs> almost. Almost. Justin almost. was not able to make it. I'm sure he was just dealing with people's shirts being popped off and all that type of stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Making sure Baby T didn't pop the shirt off, you know, just walking around the house. Yeah. Right, right. Well, uh, it's good to have you here. It's good to see yeah. your face. And everybody yes. get ready to enjoy the next, I don't know, about an hour yeah. of us talking to- um, A legend. There you go. A legend of himself. Everybody, yes. here's Wes. First things first, let's get down to the needy greedy. Uh, tell us everything there is to know about your new show. Well, thank you for asking. Uh, I've had this idea for about four years, and it took two years to build. It's called The Blocks. It is a an internet show that people can binge watch on a free mobile application that we have built for both Google Play and iPhone, available for download today. And um, it is a 17-episode docu-series about startups living under a in a mansion in Kansas City. We moved them from all over the country and they're all competing in entrepreneurship games where they're being tested on pitches and exercises and consults where they're being ranked, graded, and quantified on a daily basis that will all accumulate to one winner of the season. We filmed okay. three seasons and the first one airs this Thursday wow. at 5 o'clock. And uh, it's kind of like Top Chef meets shark tank for nerds and uh, we've got four judges i'm one of them that are all kind of like business celebrities in their own right and i've i've taken like all the best practices from reality tv that i've learned over the years and kind of injected it or merged it with an entrepreneurship course so you're gonna the the point is to um, educate our viewers while entertaining them uh we took we the comparison we've used several times is like um, Bill Nye for entrepreneurs that are adults. Like I like that. Bill Nye, you're you're in, you're you don't think you're learning while you're watching Bill Nye, but you are. Um, and uh, and it, so it's kind of like that, but with a you know, but pr- produced by a guy who's been on 20 seasons of The Challenge. Who better, honestly? All right, that's what I. That's what I. That's that's what I think. <laughs> so I assume you were there daily as 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 everything was going on. Was it kind of? weird for the first time to be in the uh the uh the god seat if you will watching everything go down and you're just like my 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 how the tides have turned um have you you know how like back in the day in in the nhl the coaches would play yes wait really it was like that player coach. Yeah, they would. Wow. So there'd be, okay. yeah, the coach would play like they'd be, yeah, they'd be coaching, but they'd get on the ice and they'd, they'd play. it was like that. 
Um, and quite honestly, like, I mean, some of the producers are going to hate what I'm about to say, but you know, you've never been one to hold back. <laughs> I'm kind of like that on the normal challenge. <laughs> like if, if I'm about, if I'm walking into a room and I, and it's with like two people that there's been some angst with, and I know I'm about to fuck some shit up and I don't see, <laughs> I don't see a, like the best cameraman on my back. And then whoever his or her counterpart is there for a secondary angle, I will sit there and I will look at him and be like, what are you doing? The star is here. Let's go. Um, and, uh, and they hate being talked to like that. But then, and then, and then a director will pull me aside and reprimand me after the scene and be like, okay, so you're telling me that wasn't a two camera scene. And they're, and they're like, yeah, but that's not the point. No, 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 no. The point is, I want to ask you this before you guys, you give me a, a lecture. How many seasons of TV have you been on or produced? And you're like, oh, seven. That's a lot, right? Yeah. I've been on like 30 of them. So, um, I'm the star. I am. If I tell you that this is a two camera shot and you, you should be thankful that you got a warning. Um, and half the time they're like, thanks for the heads up. They'll give, they'll give me like a fist pound afterwards, like good looking out. And the other half the time they're like, why did this asshole just tell me what to do? And, um, you know, the, and, and, but that doesn't change the fact that I'm going to help produce and, and with this, I just didn't get anyone help thanking me or hating me for doing so. <laughs> It's kind of what you were supposed to do, yeah. Are you the host of this show, or is there a host? I'm one of the judges, and we use the judges to help narrate. Okay. So it, have you ever seen Top Chef? Yeah. Yes. So Padma is a, a host, sort of, but really the right. judges take turns explaining what's going on and, and okay. giving feedback to the contestants. Um, we didn't mean it to be as similar to Top Chef as it was. It's just... It just kind of slowly turned into that, um, and uh, or, or in a and similarly, but that's how we. So there's no host. There's just judges, okay. and then the cast members also help narrate a lot. So yes, I'm a judge and a host, and um, and a and yeah, exactly. Nice. I hope you had a lot of Tom Colicchio moments where you just looked at a pitch deck and you're like, "That's the choice you're going to go with for the first slide." <laughs> We did that. We did exactly. We did exactly that. And Tom Colicchio is my my wife's like man crush. Like mm. she and you want to know what's so sad? My wife has on. OK, so you're watching a show and you're like, oh, man, that guy's like really good looking. She'll be down on her phone, doesn't care. And then some weird dude will pop up and she's like, hubba hubba. Tom Colicchio is one of those guys. And you want to know how that makes me feel as the guy that she chose to marry? Because she just proves she's got bad taste over and over and over again. And then she married me. No, listen, I'll tell you what it is. It's a je ne sais quoi. Oh, yeah. It has nothing to do with looks. Men think that's so important. That's not. Trust me. It's about that it factor. Oh, he does have that it factor. That's what it's all about. I guarantee it. Yeah, swagger. That swagger, that BDE as the kids call it now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm very excited to watch that show because you're you're telling me like it's Top Chef meets business stuff. And I do I do feel like the business side of like television has always just been like stocks and shit, you know? And now yeah. like <laughs> Or like anything it. from the profit, and that's it. There's like nothing else, right? There's there's Shark Tank. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's Shark Tank, and Shark Tank is great, but it's just one topic: fundraising at a very specific stage of business, over and over and over again, the same exact scene, and it's great. You cannot get a whole lot better than Shark Tank, but but and and I honestly think that the world is like at least one letter grade better and more understanding of equity and investments at that stage and traction and stuff because of that show. Of the show does yeah. not take it, get enough credit for how educational it is. But entrepreneurship is far more than pitching to five strangers in a mm -hmm. room for money. The, yeah. There is 14,000 steps before that mm -hmm. and it's inbound marketing and business formation and deal structure and banking and um, and and co-founder relationships and operating agreements and even though it's very nerdy so this is a niche show <laughs> why is there not a TV show about all that stuff um, and and so that's what that's what we created hopefully I will now learn more like I understood the first time I watched Shark Tank didn't know anything now I watch Shark Tank I'm like that's a crazy valuation how'd you get there exactly. yeah well we're all on our couch like what the fuck are these people doing uh-huh it's like we like we know that's your revenue and you think that's your valuation <laughs> yeah get 
fuck out of here. I know. And even that you're saying it as a joke and it is very entertaining, but it's true. It is true. Like you get it now. You get it now. And yes. so the likely, so if you ever go to be that entrepreneur, you're going to be one step ahead. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we make, it is, it's funny how like, you know, equity and valuations because of shark tank is essentially in the zeitgeist and pop culture. Um, and so I've, t- I've definitely found inspiration of that because that is a boring topic yeah. that mm-hmm. valuate startup valuation is like the key cast member of one of the most successful shows of all time. <laughs> yeah. Um, surely I can take some of our topics and make them, um, uh, pretty entertaining, but, uh, that, that's a little bit about what we're trying to do is, is, is pull the, the curtain back of some of these topics that just don't get enough education on. And hopefully more people will be successful in entrepreneurship by having access to this type of education. That'd be great. And also like the other nerdy thing about like, well, what's your plan on scaling? And it's like, all right, all right. I've, <laughs> I've gone too far into the pool now. I'm now starting <laughs> to think like a shark, which is, I guess yep. it's great for them. So yeah. Yeah. Let's change the page here, getting a little uh, challenge stuff here. We've, we've seen a lot of growth from you, I would say, from the start. Uh, I mean, you and CT teamed up after a long kind of back and forth, and then you won. And then we saw a f- few seasons ago the thing that we never thought we'd see, you and Johnny teaming up. Uh, you know, so, I mean, and then you ended up on Maury with him, which was just like a, a chef kiss of a thing. One of my few life goals is to end up in a Maury audience, so maybe I can make that happen at some point. So wow. at what point, I think the only thing for you to do at this point now is to team up with... Jordan, what's it going to take for this to happen? And is it just as simple as you learning how to figure out how to fix the turf? (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. Like (laughs) teaming up with Jordan would have its advantages and it would have its disadvantages. So we're all just speaking in hypotheticals here. Right. Sure. I can't beat Jordan in a final. Are you sure? Yeah. Pains me. So this man, this man was already good at finals, right? Yeah. Like I think that yeah. that's fair to say. And then in his time off, he's basically become a professional yes. at, at finals. Yeah. So he already was debatably the best, but at the very least top three, yeah. but debatably mm-hmm. first. Then he just ratcheted up his skill to like two letter grades above an A. There's no such thing. So... <laughs> Working with Jordan it would be entertaining, mm-hmm. but it would be hard for me to wrap my head around um, doing so because him and I don't get along. Threw a glass of orange juice in my face. He put a six-foot sausage in my face. He yelled at me all because I was fixing the turf in the gym. Yeah. This man is not easy to get along with. On his good days, he's good, but on his bad days, he's bad. <laughs> And Andy's really good at finals, yeah. so I don't yeah. know. But but if the fans want it, I just don't. I just don't we know. Don't. If I'll, I don't know if we're ever going to see it happen. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to see it happen. I'll. I I, I just want to set the bar low. You're probably never going to see us on the same season, let alone working together. Good. Fair. Now I want to ask you about the rumors that just swirl around Twitter as people just you know yell into the ether. What do you say to the rumors that the challenge is rigged? Oh man, I am gl- I love to talk about it because it's it's not something that we should shy away from, right? Because yeah. the truth it is <laughs> the truth just needs to be talked about. And every time people like it's just the some of the cast members that have microphones on the current challenge don't have the wherewithal, the ability to articulate or understand how to take this question and just answer it straight on. Yeah. Um, and so here it is. There is not one reason to rig the challenge. If there was one reason, they'd rig it. Yeah. There's not one. That's true. Because no matter who wins, it's good for them. Because if a fan favorite wins, yay. If a fan favorite doesn't win, then a new fan favorite will emerge. And so that when you like it, they're a business and you make calculated yeah. business moves all day, every day, and you weigh risk and reward. What is the reward by rigging it? Uh, I don't know. So Casey wins versus Jenny versus Cara. Like, like what does it matter who wins? Um, because CT winning didn't make people happy. I mean, in one way, like uh, the CT fans were like, yay, but at the same time, it's also kind of boring. So 
um it, it's like there's no there's no reward to rigging it okay um mm-hmm. now the risk is people think they're watching a rigged show and they don't want to watch it because that's a bunch of garbage now what does happen is there are mistakes that are made in this in the complicated nature of running all this stuff with all these details i mean it takes 75 producers and i'm going to yeah. call everyone a producer um, as in camera and operators and assistants and everything to run just a final, let alone an entire season. And not every one of them is a West level genius. Some of them are obviously really smart, but you know, they're just not, they're just not all, they're not all Wes's. And so there's going to be mistakes that are made and it's, and some of that makes things unfair sometimes. And I've been the victim of this literally more than anybody else and it sucks but i take it on the chin and so the rigging thing is just funny when i hear it now it is it's the same type of people that that claim rigging they're the same types of people that say oh man that was taken out of context that was (laughs) that was editing that made me look that way it's like no you look like an idiot it was documented completely correctly um there are many times in my past where i've looked at things and cringed and been embarrassed and you know how easy it would be for me to be like well mom um they edited it wrong they took this thing out of it's like no wes be an adult you acted like an idiot you were immature you said something apologize become better and move on don't blame the editing or I lose fair and square in something. Do I want to say that it's rigged because I'm mad that it it didn't go my way? No, I'm just going to, I'm going to realize that it's not a perfectly fair Olympic sport that things are going to, it's a TV show before it's a game. And the word rigging is just literally funny. Like yeah. Yeah. it makes no, it makes it there again. If there was a reason to rig it, they would and I'd be wrong. But there's not one. If you do rig it, it creates so many more problems for you than by not rigging it. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that you're giving away money on television, which has its own set of rules, which is the mm-hmm. the always part that I always try to say to people. There was a whole industry of game shows back in the day of television that had to go away because it was rigged and shit like that. So that yeah. part has yeah. always just baffled me, the thought that people go oh, it's rigged because my person didn't win, or this one little thing where they had to go back and refilm it is the reason the whole show is bullshit. And it's like, go show up to one of these things. Go show up and watch the production of how all these things go together. Here's another one. How often do they put challengers on billboards and give us our own shows and and put us on celebrity cooking shows? I mean, there's anomalies where this happens occasionally. MTV has done a worse job promoting its challenge cast members than probably any other top 50 show on television in modern history. I agree with you. So yeah. that means you want to know one of the reasons is there is not anyone that is sitting around some boardroom wondering how to brand us differently or better or whatever. And so if there was, then maybe that person would be advocating for rigging. There is no employee there. They don't care about us. They're working on a bunch of different shows. They don't care who wins. It's too risky to rig it. It makes no sense. Anytime someone, whether it's a fan or a cast member, says rigging, just classify them as cuckoo. Like they're the same pers- people that believe in conspiracy theories and stuff. And it's like thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Like, eh, like it's just, it's, it's funny. I, I, the only reason I enjoy talking about it is because I like making fun of those people. Yeah. yeah as you should. I'm glad you settled that debate for us as well. Settled. Yeah. Done over with. Let's, let's move on. There was mm-hmm. a meme, a gif recently in the past few years that involves you and a shoe. Mm-hmm. We don't want to bring up a sore subject, but have you seen any like, just chef kiss outstanding ones that have been made and what is that one that you've seen that you're like listen i just got to give it to you that was very well done very well done i like the ones where they were like um like when the delta and omicron variants came out and (laughs) and it's like the they say the shoe they say delta variant and um and then above me it's like thinking my life is going to get back to normal and then it's like the delta variant coming my way i think that that was probably the best version of that but yeah there has been lots of remixes of that that has been made and sent to me for sure yeah oh i can imagine do you think we will see and maybe do you want to see a real world Austin homecoming. 
Um, I think that it's possible, but unlikely. Um, really? Yeah, just because it it feels like an easy commitment because from what I, I've seen the first two seasons, it's several mm-hmm. weeks shoot. I'm assuming there's a quarantine period, so we're looking yeah. at three three weeks. Um, three weeks is hard for anybody, but doable for a lot of people. But our cast in particular is debatably the most successful cast of all time as a group. Mm. Uh, Rachel is working on the front lines for the uni- for Harvard about fixing scientific problems for the pandemic. Um, we've got Johanna who's who's moved across the pond to get away from her reality TV <laughs> persona to work as a um, as a journalist in some capacity. We've got Melinda, who's a mom. We've got Nehemiah, who works for a tech company. I own part of a hundred companies, operate a business show now that we're going to film 15 weeks and throughout the next year. Lacey owns two hair salons and Danny is like a pretty big time custom home builder. And those are expensive daily burns yeah and so again not one of those people was i like oh we're in prison for 10 years so it's like (laughs) possible that all of us could do it but to say all seven of us can be in the same place at the same time for three the exact same set of three weeks is very challenging and very unlikely and so i would just i would set the bar very low for fans um i want to do it i just don't no yeah. when but and the other thing that kind of sucks about how they operate is they're like um they're like yeah you guys got the job we'll see you in austin in three weeks that's yeah. how that kind of works yeah oh yeah i'm booked for seven months so like down to the day like if you yeah. need me for one day i have to cancel something and right. so i i i i'm gonna be a hard one and i want to do it so yeah um, that's a good point you know, i I would say they need to go to a much less successful, boring <laughs> season like Key West. Like Key West, you could probably get it because there's just a bunch of ugly losers that are sitting around <laughs> waiting to go back on TV. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that that's probably more of a season that we'd like to see that that the fans are going to get to see, which kind of stinks because if, if 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 Key West gets up there, yeah. then everyone will stop watching Homecoming because it's like, what is this crap? But I think that Key West is one of few seasons that they're able to get everybody to work like that. You know, I just love how there's 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 never an opportunity you're not going to take, and I just really respect that about your game. I'll just say that I just really really respect that. Yeah, it's 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 pretty great. I mean, I mean, it's what we expect. There's ugly losers. You got to call them out. Yeah, yeah. What's their problem? Yeah, especially Tyler and Bananas. I mean, let's like stop beating around the bush here. Those are two ugly losers that are just mm-hmm. ready to, dr- to go on homecoming like yeah. that. And right. really, the only person we want to see is Svetlana. Let's be real. Let's stop. Let's stop. Like we all want Svetlana, and she ain't coming. She's more of a real world Austin level caliber. If we ever were to do an Austin reunion, she should be our eighth roommate. Okay. I like the plan. Just switch it up. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's a good pitch. Homecoming can be rigged, right? Let's just let's just do it. Yeah, we're we gonna rig, rig stuff. One. Let's just do that. Yeah. It's a better thing to rig. It's better television. Yeah. Uh, again, like uh, again, yeah, yeah. Let's rig a home, up a homecoming. Let's go. Let's go. I'll be I'll be there with you. Let's do it. Um, I think I think it's the the easy question you might have you might get all the time is the Mount Rushmore the challenge. I feel like it's too easy. It's a boring question. I would like to ask you who you think are the top two males and females who have never won a challenge, never completed, and got to the tippy top there. Okay, so who are the best that never won? That is correct. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, a lot of moving parts here because. Are we talking cast member or are we talking like athlete? Mm. And do they need to have a really girthy career that didn't quite make it? Or could they have maybe done one? Yeah. Because like Cook Uh. is one of the most athletic women that has ever done the challenge. She didn't win, but she was only on one season. She was very entertaining that one season. She kicked a lot of girls' asses on that season. She never came back. That, that, but do you put her on a Mount Rushmore? It's like, no, she was just a very athletic woman that had one very good season and would have had many more seasons, probably could have been a Mount Rushmore. But it's like her girth is not there. And then then you got to say things like Anissa, very girthy career. 
never came close, never going to win one. And so it's like, does, does she count as the answer for your question? So I think at the end of the day, it's a flawed question. Mm, well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, see, I will defend myself because I feel like that makes a good question. True. Is when you can have, it's going to be different for everybody left and right. What do you consider? What's your answer? I feel like at least for the men, Leroy is on there. Uh-huh. So Leroy, Le- Leroy is obviously someone should be talked about, but in 15 seasons that he did, whatever, why is it that in between seasons he never turned into a long distance runner or a swimmer or worked on his puzzles? Right. Listen, a debate, uh, something me and Brooke have talked about at length, season after season, is if you know your shortcoming, if if swimming is your issue, if running is your issue, the fact that you don't treat this like your job when you go on every season baffles my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You pay whatever it costs for Michael Phelps to fucking train your ass or just hire you, obviously. <laughs> I just hire you for swimming. What I'm getting at is if they never worked on those shortcomings and those shortcomings are prerequisites to winning, how do they deserve to be the answer for these people deserve to win? I like that. It's a great question. Deserve is also a big word. Yeah. I hate that word. That word should not exist. If you ever feel like you deserve something, that's called (laughs) entitled. No one deserves anything. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. And cast members these days, they run around, they're like, I deserve this, or that person deserves that. And fans are like, this person deserves this. If you use the word deserve, you are by default in the wrong. No one deserves anything in business, (laughs) in life, in family, in love, nothing. Everything in life is earned. And if you don't fucking earn a challenge championship, then you don't deserve it. I want that on a T-shirt. I'll put it on the record. I want all of those words <laughs> you just said on a T-shirt. It might be a very long T-shirt, but we'll figure it out. Hey. I'm sure you got one of the businesses is T-shirt related. I'm sure you guys can yeah. figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fourth season. <laughs> um, okay. You kind of talked about this a little bit with edits, but... Are there any cast members you actually think get a little bit of a dirty edit or are misunderstood by the fans? Misunderstood and dirty edit are different. No one gets dirty edits. Okay. Because we, now I can't speak for other shows on other channels because I've never been on them. And I've heard horror stories that other, that they, they're quasi scripted shows and I believe it. Are we are on the Ferrari or the Harvard of documentary style television series and so they don't need to take things out of context they've got a uh one of the biggest coolest games in the world that they don't need to rig they've got some of the most amazing animated cast members of all time they don't need to script it and so they just sit there and they document it and then they edit it fairly because all they all their job is just show tell the story like it actually happened because how it happened was entertaining Mm -hmm. um so Anytime that you hear someone say um, the editing really got me or whatever, they're just trying to make an excuse for the fact that they didn't <laughs> like how they looked or the actions that they made. And, 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 and there's that. Now, there are really complicated situations, like really complicated dynamics or relationships or whatever that's just hard, even if they're trying their best, for that story to get fully told in a short time period, Agreed. right? Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're in an episode and you, and, and you're the main storyline, that little vignette of a storyline is still only several minutes long. How could that story, so, some of these stories are too complicated for that to, and so, and also took part uh, across like a couple days and it's like, well, it's yes. just impossible for us to like build this into seven minutes. Like, right. Just, it's, it's Never, not even possible. N- yeah, and so then the, do the fans want the two minutes right. that is a little out of context because it's not as much meat as it deserves, yeah. or or do they or do they want nothing? At which point everyone's going to be like, "Oh, you brushed that under the rug." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they they do their best in a very sh- a, a very small allotted periods of time, and I think that that's that's the only thing that gets on that icky is the editing, whatever is. If it, if it was a three-hour episode each time, then things could be told more well-rounded. Yeah. Um, but it's not because we as fans want things to go from scene to scene to scene or else we'd get bored. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, but like, do things get taken out of content? No, no. So you think there are people that are misunderstood? Yeah, yeah. I think... Um, and and that's just... That's a, that's a, a, different, a different topic. I, now, I have my issues with Tori as an example. Okay. But I don't 
but let's say that they're here and then the distaste for Tori is up here. I don't mm-hmm. get the the dearth here. It's uh, way too much. Now, I kind of get it. Like the first handful of negative comments I see about her on a daily basis, they make sense. <laughs> but then I see a thousand and I'm like, okay, I get it, but that's a little much. Yeah. You could say the same thing about Josh. You could say mm-hmm. the same thing about Fessy. Like I get why they're making people somewhat feel a little icky and I feel like they deserve a little bit of negative hate thrown their way. Yeah. But they're these people are getting blasted 10x or more than they deserve. And that is making them misunderstood and it's making them cuckoo and so they then show up to the next season and try and overcompensate and then people hate him. Fessy's been victimized by this worse than anybody. He shows up to season one and just performs. He goes all the way to the end, doesn't get in fights, doesn't do anything weird, shows up, does his interviews, is a good look, minds his own rookie business. <laughs> Fans call him wallpaper, boring, get him out of here. He shows <laughs> mm-hmm. up to the next season, does some messy things, and people are like, you're messy, you're an idiot, why did you do this? And it's like he's he's living proof. I'm not defending him too much because I could talk a little, you know, yeah. every, you know, there are things that the, that the world, that the internet doesn't like about him, but I'm sitting here like, what do you want him to do? You literally just crushed him on both sides of the spectrum. Um, now, the 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 coaching I would give to him is he's overcorrected both times. Like, he yeah. was too quiet on the first season. He was too messy and unnecessarily on the next season. There's a nice middle ground. Fine. Yeah. But it's like you're watching him overcorrect to appease what he's hearing. And, mm-hmm. and now he's in a position where he feels rightfully so, like he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. So I kind of feel for him. And, yeah. you know, with the Josh thing, like, like, I, why do people hate him that much? Like, it's, um, and I should be the one that hates him because he's <laughs> blindsided me unnecessarily. And he tries to create this rivalry that doesn't exist and all this kind of stuff. But, um, you know, why? I mean, the fact, I, you go and look at his mentions and it's like, you'd think that this man murders puppies in his free time. <laughs> And so it's like where like it's just too much, and I don't get I don't get the hate. Those three I think are if we're talking modern time, yeah, is is are misunderstood. Yeah. Okay. Let me just say also for the record, your talk to Josh on Total Madness of (laughs) I'm not coming for you because you're not on my level. I don't know how he walked out of that room because I would have just disintegrated on the ground. Stayed in the corner, <laughs> probably cried, and asked myself to go home. I'm just like, why am I even going to continue at this point? Because it was just the just you've learned this through the years of just it's the delivery of just saying anything. Because I think his choice is to yell everything, and the right yeah. choice is just to deliver it like you're just talking to another human. So 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 yeah. calmly, it was just so well done. Okay, so the thing about it is though, what makes him. Th- what made him think there was a rivalry is delusion. So when someone, so when someone says, did what I did in that tribunal, do you think that delusion just turns off and you accept it for what it is? No, he didn't learn. He didn't walk out of that. I guarantee you he walked out of that room thinking he pwned me. Yeah. And then the episode airs and I'm sure he still didn't think that there was anything wrong with it until the comments came. And then he's like, and then eventually by the four thousandth comment, it's where everyone's agreeing with everything. <laughs> now he kind of gets it. Yeah. But now what's like bad is having 5,000 people tell you that West just fucking murdered you yeah. on international television <laughs> doesn't help me not form a rivalry with him. I've been trying to stay away from him and befriend him now for since I met him and just one thing after another, he keeps finding himself trying to come at me and it's like, I just want to be this guy's friend. He's a nice guy. <laughs> I mean, even stuck up for him at the reunion. I stick up for him all the time. I'd stuck up for him here. I didn't even mean to. That's I'm true. not like yeah. on this Josh crusade or anything. It's just, he's easy to stick up for. But as I'm sitting here sticking up for him, he's watching people tag him in that scene, building up right. resentment for me yeah. while I'm sitting here in my house trying to scream from the rooftops on the best fucking challenge podcast (laughs) in the land that he's a cool guy. Hell yeah. Hopefully he sees this. Oh, I'm sure he will. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) sure He's he's probably blocked y'all, so. 
Not me. I, I love Josh. I have no issues with Josh. I think oh, he's a nice go. kid that gets a bad rep. Well, there you go. And I don't say that often. <laughs> yeah. I just love somebody who is who is who will willingly stand on a table and yell at people. I, I'm here yeah. for that. I think he's I think it's a bit much and I think maybe we can learn how to figure that behavior out, but I'm here for it when it comes to this television show. If it was in my real life, I would never want to talk to that person ever again. Oh yeah, he'd be fired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or ignored and all of a sudden. But I'm I also have a funny feeling he doesn't do that in his real life. No, I yeah. I think that he gets really invested in the game, as we all yeah. do, and that manifests in different ways, right? Agreed. And you know, in the yeah. same way that stress manifests in, and hurts humans in different ways, um, the stress manifests for him, and that's what he does. He gets like that. Um, and God knows that's how I used to somewhat like I used to get aggressive and ridiculous and douchey, and I was horrible. No, no, where are the clips on that? Why do we not have any of those? But you didn't overcorrect. You did the exact right amount of correcting. What can you say? I'm a genius. <laughs> Which means he might. There's hope for him. Yeah, you know. We'll just have like I think that should be another another business idea. Like, you know, how to learn the challenge 101 is just like you just go through all these things, and you invest in them, and you get a percentage of their winnings. Ooh. Steve is trying really hard to get on your show. Ah, uh, listen, it would be terrible. He's be got a whiteboard in the back. I do. It's Ooh. it's not here. It's here. This is my wall. This is my my blank wall where I write all my it's, ideas on. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to ask because I, I think it's a boring question. I don't think it goes anywhere with oh what format, what theme should they bring back? Because I don't think that really matters more specifically than the type of people they bring back and the rules and the twists and all those types of things. Where do you stand on like how the challenge? continues to go forward and how does that how does the show become better because i think some people are getting and it's probably the same people who are complaining about everything i think they're getting tired of some of the same things so how do you suggest that those things could be tweaked a little bit um going forward because i think sometimes rules are created based off the previous season where people figure it out and then again they overcorrect, and then it kind of pulls everything back and it takes two seasons to get back going how do you feel about those things yeah so the most important rule that should be there almost every single time that f helps fix a lot of it, what they, they need to have alliances and stuff, but they can't make it possible for the alliances to get so strong that the whole season is kind of run by one mega alliance. Yes. So there needs to be rules that can poke holes in alliances. And the biggest one, the easiest one, is last place goes in. I th thank you so much. Like just to keep things so simple, because now yeah. it's like, and and then to add a second complimentary point to this, there needs to be more stakes for the dailies. Yes, there's so many um, reasons to not win a daily. Like there's and yes. not in every season, but you need to be fine. And that's why I love the tribunals. Now it's very possible to get in that top three and have power and be safe. Meanwhile, last place goes in. So the tribunal that incentivizes everyone crushing, as opposed to you're on the bus, you're showing up, you don't care what it is that season mm -hmm. yeah. because you know you're going for middle of the pack. Yeah. Because yeah. First place is going to get quasi punished, not safe for very long, um, have to show their ass. And last place, can, you can also get last place. And quite frankly, showcasing people that you suck yeah. is a good thing. Yeah. And so like, I like the rules where you have to perform on the dailies. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's a, those, are, those are big ones for me. And those are simple ones. They've brought back, I mean, that's what they do on All Stars. Last place goes in immediately and it's, it works. As you said, everybody kind of goes for the middle of the pack. I want to sit in the middle, sit in the cut, hide behind the bushes, and just wait and wait and wait. I think you can do something where it's like the bottom half is eligible to be voted in. A reverse tribunal. There you go. Mm. Exactly. Ooh. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it incentivizes you to like not tank in a way, right? If we're going to take some right. like sports analogies here as well, tanking is good carry you to the final you're gonna be my person yeah. i'll keep you all the way exactly. and then just destroy mm -hmm. you in a final 
online I've heard people say they need to bring back the daily prizes like they should be fighting for a Seiko watch and it's like no there's a million dollar prize we yeah. don't care about yeah. a $200 watch no um, but what you're saying like a reverse tribunal that's a great idea I had never thought of that Thank and you. now next time someone asks me that question I'm gonna steal it welcome um and but I'll get I'll give you credit if I can thank you appreciate that <laughs> but, but yeah now every single day when they're on the bus about ready to get started i want them all shitting their pants yeah. because if you're because now it's like how could you accidentally sneak your way to a final it you can't because you would have been you would have had to have yeah it's impossible the cream will have automatically risen to the top i yeah. also don't mind the the skulls thing of having to go in but also the i feel the problem was like TJ was like, oh, you better get it now. No, you didn't have to go in now. You no. could have waited to the end. Like everybody, there was yeah. like 80 fucking skulls available. And you could steal a skull and all this type of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I like, um, I think that that might be a, a overcorrecting. I'm not, I'm glad they tried it. I think it was just a little much. Um, what I like is the relic from World of Worlds 1 where mm. you didn't have to go get it. But if you got it, then it gave you an advantage in the next mm -hmm. daily. Yep. And we yep. saw that play where you were safe for a whole week. And again, any rule that fights against big alliances helps. That yeah. helps because now whoever this woman or man is that got sent in is now safe for a week. Yeah. And um, and so I, I that feels like the middle ground of they get that relic, like an yeah. advantage. Yeah. Speaking of alliances, what do you think are, I don't want to say best and worst because that's subjective, but the most and least successful, let's say, alliances in challenge history? Well, the some of the most, I mean, the veterans just proved this season that that even though the fans didn't like it doesn't change the fact that it wasn't that they put on a master clinic of how yeah. to form an alliance and keep it strong and organized throughout the entire time. And so um, and then you could say this, the, the next one is Kara's cult, even though mm. that was a lot of Polly and Cam, they, it was, they all kind of aided a lot, including Kara. Um, but mm -hmm. that was a very, very powerful, strong, organized group. Um, worst is, um, TYB. Um, now I like them. They're my friends, right. but it's like, eh, right. you can't really sit back and say that that union was all that successful. I mean, shoot, I come in for the first time in a couple of seasons. I team up with Hunter all by myself. No Corey, no Nelson. Both him and I go right to the finals. Right. Um, so it's like uh, that one. That, now, I do think they're improving a lot. I think that they're both, especially Nelson, most improved. Corey's always been kind of decent but, uh, at the political side, but he's getting better. They're both formidable challengers at this point. Yeah. It's just how they came in, all being all kinds of hot and stuff. Um, was good TV, but bad when it comes to your question. They're very ride or die for each other. It, it should go better. I think they witnessed each other bury a body at some point. Um, <laughs> it's got to be but something. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I appreciate it's that. It's commendable. Nelson nominating himself right at the end of the show to go in. I was just like... Now he is ride or die with I just, Corey. I know I couldn't he believe he was going it. in anyway, and then and then he was like, "No, I'll take it on the chin." It's like, okay, okay, <laughs> good for you. I mean, Nelson's got the martyr game unlock. Let's be yeah. honest, he's yeah. playing that part well. And he goes back for and sure. forth like you hate him because of some of the stuff he says, and then he does stuff like that, and you're like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I'm I am uh, the president of the Nelson fan club. Okay. okay. Like, yeah, I'm a Nelson right. Stan. Nice. Do you have a, a Nelson Stan burner Twitter account? I do, several. Now we understand <laughs> where all those tweets are coming from. Uh, yeah, you know how there's two burner accounts that go hard for him? I'm both mm -hmm. of them. Got it. I mean, that's the lava right there. That is the lava. <laughs> we know Twitter goes super hard, and they love it. But how the fuck do spoilers get out every season like who's leaking these spoilers is it somebody on the cast and does mtv even care um no one knows including um mtv i think unless they don't care or whatever i i i think that they care but only to a certain extent and then it just comes down to resources like what are i don't know but it's not a cast member um, okay you know i think their the theories have been broached like it's a 
spouse of a cameraman or something ah. like that, right? Like that that kind of thing makes sense where it's like enough removed where where he or she um, could kind of get away with it, um, yeah. but yet close enough to where they it, have accurate information. Yeah, but then again, I'll tell you what. Sometimes from some of the more credible credible spoiler accounts, they'll say some stuff that I just know is just wrong, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. wrong, wrong, wrong. So then, then you 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 know, unless they like really know everything and they're purposely saying stuff that's wrong just to make it look like they don't know absolutely everything down to a perfection. But I don't know. In my business, if we've got secrets that are going out, um, we hire lawyers and we yes. sue people. Like it's right. not it's not that big of a deal. So I mean, I I either they don't know how to hire a private investigator and like Twitter accounts aren't actually private. No. Like if you're breaking the law and you're committing corporate espionage, Twitter can help you figure out who these things are. Yeah. So I I mean I I either they don't know or they don't care or they're doing it on purpose or whatever, but um, yeah, this is a. I think this is a personal mission for Brooke. I fucking hate it. What are you at? Two or three times been spoiled now? It's every time, pretty much yeah. at this point, since I've joined Twitter. I guess. Yeah. It's, I don't follow people now specifically for that. Or the the bad land to go in is like you'll have an Instagram live up. Mm. I'm like, oh, I want to jump in on that. No, nope, can't jump in on that. The comments. Bad yeah. idea to be in there. Just can't look at anything anymore. I know. Don't even Google it because it'll just be like, oh, yeah, by the way, this person won. I know. Yeah. One of the most famous moments in the show has obviously Banana stealing the money from Sarah. And I just want to ask you at this point, if you and him were to get to a final together, would you end up stooping to his level and stealing the money from him? Or the better question is, how quickly might you steal said money from him? <laughs> You know what I would do? It would hurt so much more if I split it with him, to him, <laughs> because, yeah. and so I've I I am ready to split it because it would gnaw at him. Sure, he'd make an extra two hundred fifty thousand dollars or whatever, but we're both wealthy, so there is nothing. It, it's almost like sending two hundred fifty thousand little spies into his subconscious to eat away <laughs> at his mental health for the rest of his fucking life. Sure, I could buy a Lamborghini. Would I rather have a Lamborghini or would I rather know that I live rent-free in his head? Mm-hmm. So, of course, I'd split it. It would eat him alive. <laughs> he would never be able to sleep versus I steal the money and validate all of his previous decisions. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Yeah. I would not. I would, I would split it with absolutely everybody, especially him. Now, I would make him listen to one hell of a speech before I split it. Obviously. Obviously. I'd be like, sit down. <laughs> listen up. I'm going to be giving you a pop quiz at the end of this, but if you could pretend to care, pass my pop quiz and listen fully to this 12-minute monologue I'm going to go on, you're going to get the money split. So just pay attention. And that is how I would do it. Spoiler alert. I'm sweating just thinking about how good that speech would be. Oh god. It's just it brings me joy this this speech that's not happening may never happen, but I'm looking forward to that. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Same. We're going to give you an opportunity to maybe update some things. Um, uh, a soundbite that is very famous in the challenge world that made us learn, made me envy you more than we already did. The fact that you had a monster truck, big time thing, was a big point on this topic for the show. We're going to play the audio real quick, and then we might ask you if you would like to update the soundbite, and I'll try my best to be Johnny to lead you into that. So let's play the sound. I've got it memorized. <laughs> Every girlfriend you have. I have a BMW, a Porsche, a monster truck, a house, and 30 companies. Oh, my <laughs> All right. So I will now get into my mode of trying to be Johnny, stealing money, TV shows. Okay, here we go. What do you have? What do you have? I've got one of the nicest mansions in Kansas City. I've got American sports cars. I own part of 300 companies. I'm married to a smoking hot trophy wife. Mm-hmm. Suck my dick. There it is! <laughs> so no monster truck anymore? Um, the monster truck has been sold. The monster truck I actually bought in high school. Wow, okay. Humble brag. I like nice. it. Nice. <laughs> it's a flex. That is a flex. I mowed a lot of lawns. Did you drive it to school? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's like... I, I love how no one no one questions the Porsche thing. Porsches are expensive. Monster yes. trucks aren't. No one questioned owning part of 30 companies. No. 
But yet they questioned something that cost fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah. It's less than probably whatever cars you guys drive, and yet that's the thing that everybody wanted to um, question. It was like the the it was literally the cheapest of all the things that got <laughs> rifled off. Wes, why are you assuming we don't drive nice cars? Yeah. No, I, I'm assuming you drive a nicer car than a $15,000 car. Eh. Yeah. yeah. We live in Los Angeles, so we, we try. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. Rent's very expensive. <laughs> Rent's very expensive. <laughs> to an untrained eye in the pilot episode of Ted Lasso, there was a certain shirt that was worn that didn't mean anything to a certain swash of the country, but to the eyes of people from Kansas City, a shirt that looked like it was from one barbecue joint that read Joe Arthur Gate Shack is a big thing. So, Wes, can you jump back into the fray, putting your neck on the line as you do time and time again and open yourself up to criticism and name who is your choice amongst the big four? Um, okay. It's hard because I'm a connoisseur. But if I had a guest from out of town that I, and they had one time to eat something, I would take them to Joe's. Where I eat four times more often than anywhere else is Gates. And then where I go for more sit-down style with my family when it's a little bit more of a special occasions is Jack Stack. So it's like because barbecue is such a big deal, you almost have uh, different um, – they're, 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 they're different things. Like they're not – it's not all just barbecue. Like yeah. there's um, – they're, they're, they're very different. Um but yeah, so that's a little bit political. Yeah. But if I to, to make it less political, yeah. I would and where I was only allowed to go to one for the rest of my life, it would be Gates. Okay. I had to I had to call a friend who was from Kansas City and be like, we have a Kansas City guy on. What do we need to ask? And she like the bubbles came up and immediately it was this question. So what did she say? Uh, she didn't answer. Should I ask her? I'll ask her and I'll let I'll let you know. <laughs> I don't know what her answer would be. She's big on the burnt ends though. Big on the burn ends. I know that. Well, if and, and again, now you're talking, now you get down to specifics because if you have a very <laughs> specific type of meat that you like, some places are obviously like the burnt end kings. Yeah. But then suck at ribs. Yeah. And, and, and the same thing can be said true about lots of different restaurants. So I think she also, she had a follow up with that that said, um, if he says Q39, that's also acceptable as a choice. It's a very good one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into some quick would you rathers. We just got a couple of these. First one. Would you rather have a partner who is not great at physical challenges or a partner who is a loose cannon socially? Um, loose cannon socially. Okay. So the reason why is like, does that suck to have a loose cannon? Of course. But at the end of the day, can a loose cannon win a final? Yes. Yes. Right. Now, can someone that's not good at uh, physicality win a final? No, they can't. Finals are fair. Not at what they are now. No. Maybe 10, 15 years ago, sure. Yeah, when they were parlor games, but nope. Yeah. So I'd rather have a harder time getting to a final, but a final that I could actually win, yeah. than mm -hmm. an easier time getting to a final than getting last place. Yeah. That's a good point. Would you rather be a member of uh, TYB or on the Big Brother Alliance? Um, TYB. Now we have already discussed that TYB is not a very successful alliance, but <laughs> they have more fun. Like TYB is a, a whole ass party it that is. I want to be a part of. Now I get, I get that the Big Brother, the modern Big Brother alliance has got all sorts of Floridian cool vibes going on, and they have fun in their own right. But there ain't nothing like some Nelson and Corey time. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Plus, you wouldn't have to wear one of those outfits. I don't know how that would work on you. I don't know if that's your style. I, I'm not cool enough to be in either alliance. Like, sure, I'm more successful, I'm funnier, I'm smarter than all of them, probably combined. I mean, it's obvious, yeah. But when it comes to, like, like on paper, swagger, I'm the least cool of, of all of them. So, you know, they're, just, they're cool. They're, they're cool, yeah. yeah. Okay, would you rather never read another book or never work out again? I'd rather n never read. But am I able to really? physically work out for the rest of my life, like safely? Yeah. Okay. So no like, heart attacks. Or no injuries or whatever, right? I can't. Sure. No Peloton heart attacks. Yeah. Nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I'd rather never read again. Okay. okay. All right. 
That surprises me a little bit. I've seen those dream libraries you've shared. I'm building one right now. Nice. Nice. So we're going to do some rapid fire. We're going to list off a cast member and then just instant hot take or thought process, whatever comes in your mind about these people. So we'll start with um, Amanda. Highly entertaining. Very pretty. Um, funny. She got a lot of, I do lines of the episode, like who won the funniest thing yeah. for uh, my Patreon recap. And she wins like every other episode, but she's also like an unnecessarily mean. She's like by <laughs> default mean to everybody. And then you earn her trust and it's like, yeah. okay, hold on. It should be the opposite way. Like it should be the opposite. Yeah. Like everyone should you treat nicely and then yeah. you bully the ones that don't treat you you know you know mutually that way so yeah. it's a it's, yeah but you know i love watching her from my couch yeah. for sure yeah she's a fun watch uh cory other than the fact that he's a dad i don't know if you're aware of that he's a father <laughs> i mean they should really mention it dude that is one good looking guy he's incredibly cool like just okay. on paper cool like you know that when you're in the room with cory you're not the coolest guy in the room. Yeah. Um, he's also like a most improved player. I remember back in, like when he, even for his first like three seasons, you would never use the word threat in the same sentence as him. And now he's formidable in every area that matters. He's gotten so much better at eliminations. He's gotten so much better at running in the finals. He's gotten so much better at the puzzles, so much better at the politics and the social, you know, stuff. Like he's, he's formidable for sure. Yeah. I mean, he was only a threat if you wanted, like, one of the women on the show, and then you had to just compete with him just, you know, all the time. Maybe that was his issue, is he was just had his mind in the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's definitely cleaned up now. Uh, how about our recent winner, uh, Casey? Um, she's debatably the most athletic girl that's ever been on the show. There's a lot of w athletic women that have been on the show, but mm -hmm. she is, she, she st is up there. I mean, it's hard not to give like a Jenny West to that title, but Jenny yeah. is a much, a, a much bigger imposing yeah. woman, but from a athletic standpoint, like she's got it. Now she's got a little bit of a Durrell strategy where it is, albeit incredibly boring. It is the best on paper strategy that there can be. Um, mm -hmm. It just doesn't translate very well on TV, which is why it's gonna, it's gonna, if she cares about having a two, three, four year or longer career doing stuff like the challenge or the challenge itself, she's good on the brink of never being asked back again and has been ever since the first time she walked into a house. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's like, cause the challenge has proven time and time again, they, especially on the women's side, they're not casting just like who's the best athlete and who's playing right. the game best. They're casting cast members. Yeah. And I know that she has it in her, but she just has to document what she's got going on. She's super smart. Tell even, yeah. will it hurt you a little bit to let the world know how you're making decisions here or there? Of course it'll hurt your game a little bit, but yeah. tell us, but you're, you just won. You just won anyway, so it's gonna. You're already a threat now anyway, so it it doesn't yeah, it doesn't true. it doesn't matter. Like we all know you're good now. Yeah, she just needs to, she just needs to leave some breadcrumbs about what she's doing, so that way the viewers can follow along. And, yeah. Um. And 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 so there's a lot of potential there because you could you could tweak that. You can't tweak. Yeah. Are you a lifelong athlete that could step into this <laughs> stuff and win? And so the part that she can't tweak, she's already great at. Yeah. I mean, how adorable are her and Nani, though? I love them. I'm all for it. Love them. Love them. Love them. I ship them. Same. Good Same. for you. I like a good shipping. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. All right. Next is Ayana. Um, I had heard things from cast members that basically painted her to be super horrible to be around. So I kind of yeah. went in a little bit negative to it. And so what I was told is she got just got a really good. They just showed all of her great parts. Oh, I okay. loved it. It was so entertaining. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'd say debatably cast member of season two as far as entertainment level goes. Like, um, really good. Like, sleeping in the uniform, having the <laughs> contextual awareness to do that. Oh, the salad scene. Oh. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Speaking of chef's kisses, that was, yes. I mean, that was border borderline pornographic it was so good <laughs> like that is you're i mean that you're not going to get a whole lot better than that ever yeah yeah it's like some killing eve shit right there 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um yeah. how about how about Kendall? Um she's so sweet and she totally deserves if, if you know, I, I look at the cast members as like crayons and we all to paint a beautiful picture we all have to be different you know metaphorical colors and if everyone was a kindle then the show would be boring but we need that like sweet mom little skinny uh but will still be fierce we need that there uh, there needs to be one of them because god knows i'm not doing that role and uh and so it's, it's good she's there yeah yeah fair all right, we have right. we have one question from my mom, who is a regular person on this show. Hi, Wes. It's Mama Frank. So, just wondering when you're coming back onto the challenge. We need you back on there with your terrific, dry English type sense of humor, which Steve and I really get. We need you back on the show. Let us know. Oh, no idea. I want to. I want to. I want to come back. It's just a matter of scheduling. Like these things yeah. are huge, huge, huge commitments, and I've got a lot of th- stuff going on. As as you know, as we promoted on the beginning of the show with the blocks, like there's, and we're filming the next like ten seasons next year. So, wow. um, I'm gonna do more challenges. I'm gonna try at least, but it's not looking good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Final question. We ask this at the end of every interview. It's very important to us. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Um, it's this is the same answer that I gave to Kendall. Oh, she deserves her place in the world, but just not too often. Okay. Wow. Fair. That's fair. It's fair. You're tough, but fair. Kendall is the pineapple. Kendall is the pineapple <laughs> on pizza. Of, of that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Appreciate that. Awesome. So, thank you very much. Have a good rest of your day. Yes. Thank you. Well, there you have it, guys. Very. Very diplomatic answer from Wes on the pineapple on pizza. I feel like we both won. Yeah, which I hate. Okay. (laughs) I like to be the sole winner always. Of any debate. Yeah. I don't know. I notice that sometimes we get that a lot. People are like, well, you know, if people like pineapple, then it's okay. It's like, okay, fine. Don't start a war, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you woke up today and did not choose violence like everybody yeah. else has chose What's to today. What's your problem? Yeah, why can't we just have a little fun and set some fires everywhere? <laughs> Come on. But, you know, great, great interview with Wes. Truly just a gem. What I what I really enjoyed about his conversation with us is it was just like he was very just open and chill and laid back yeah. and like you're just having a conversation with somebody. Yeah. Agreed. I'm sure you've yeah. had conversations or interviews before where people are just like, they seem like they don't want to be there at all. Oh, and- 1,000%. Yeah. And it's uh, it's tough. I will say it's tough, <laughs> especially when it's like an hour long or like 40 minute interview and you're just like, okay, all right, you're sucking my energy dry. Yeah. But no, he was great. Like literally laid back, you know, several times. He's just like chilled. Yeah. I think I got him to laugh two times. I was very happy yeah. about that. Yeah. I will say, I also appreciate that he made sure his biceps were in frame at all times that was important and i appreciate it i'm telling you guys (laughs) he's in game shape he is in game shape so i don't know what that means i don't know but he looks like he is or recently was in (laughs) game shape yes i'm excited i know they have i mean who knows i mean who i almost thought he he like made a mistake when we asked about Ayana mm, I and he was too. like well I went into it with <laughs> like, and I was like oh, did he just tell us he's on All Stars 3 but then I realized he went into viewing it that yeah, way yeah but, yeah I did or, too I was like oh no somebody's gonna like, jump in right now and say we got it we got it we're gonna clip it and post it everywhere <laughs> online we're gonna post it ever this just, is our moment we figured it out it's our team moment everybody else doesn't get it we're the only people that have the exclusive Exclusive details. Exclusive lava. 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 (laughs) I also really appreciate like how the people who I thought he might poop on, Mm. he Mm -hmm. was he was nice with. He he handled it very graciously, you know? Yeah. He is him calling the Key West cast ugly and boring though. Fantastic. Was just peak peak West performance. All time moment. And when when we went to play the audio of him giving his speech to bananas, yeah, he actually said, and you won't hear this because it got cut out. 
but he goes, oh, you don't need to play it. I got that thing memorized. <laughs> yeah. I got it memorized. You know, yeah. I, I'm I got good. It memorized. I'm good. Classic. So that Just was fun classic. to do with him as well. And this was fun to do with you as well. Good to see you again. Yeah, you too. It was fun. Welcome back into the family for a little while. Thank you. Thank you can you disappear so into the void. We had our Thanksgiving <laughs> and we'll see you next year at Thanksgiving. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> Because you have to spend uh, Christmas with the other side of the family. Right, So we only right. get you for Thanksgiving. Yeah, my podcasts don't get along, so I have to split up my holidays. <laughs> oh, shit. Anything that you can share with the audience about any new seasons coming for, for the big show, Even the Rich? Yeah, so uh, Janet Jackson is coming up next, Woo! and then we are getting into some old Hollywood with Marilyn Monroe, which I'm very pumped about Marilyn Speaking Monroe. Speaking of popping shirts off, Janet Jackson and Marilyn yeah. Monroe. I mean, a lot of popping Whoop. going on. Um, and then the queen of all queens, Dolly Parton, oh. is after that, which is probably one of the largest requests that we get is Dolly Parton. People love her. So um, they told us no at first. Our producers were like, no, we just, we're not probably not going to do Dolly. And then we're like, why? Why the fuck not? And then they're like, okay. And then they listen to you right away. They got they got nervous. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in for this special episode. Uh, be sure to share it with all your friends, and we will be back uh, in probably just a few days with uh, more uh, Joe Millionaire content. You know, we we're also a challenge podcast is one, but you know we are the number one Joe Millionaire podcast, and sometimes we have to come out and do this stuff like this. So uh, yeah. good to see you, Brooke. All the best to you. Uh, Tell your sexy, sexy husband I said hi as well. I will. And all the best. Everybody, see you later. Bye. Bye.